0: Amen. A man with the keys to the kingdom, the guy that was given the keys to help get us on the right track, to open the door. Amen. To get us on the road to heavenly places and higher places in Christ. Wherefore lay aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envious and all evil speakings as newborn babes desire to sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Amen. Lay apart all the old ways of life, the things that we used to do. Amen. We are now new creatures in Christ, Peter is saying. We have been born again of the water and the spirit. We are risen to walk in newness of life. So we need to get rid of the old man. He's buried. He's dead. And so now we are to walk in newness of life. And as newborn babes now, in order for our bones to get strong so that we can stand on our own, we need to desire the sincere milk of the word. Get into the pure truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. If the word of God is essential to life, and it is, then it must be important. Jesus said it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Matthew 4-4. Reaching the loss has many facets such as fasting, prayer, witnessing, advertising, but all will be to no avail without the word. Both before and after salvation, the word of God is essential. Paul states that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans ten seventeen. As we read and study God's word, it is, will reinforce our confidence in him. God wants us to grow in grace and knowledge of him, according to 2 Peter 3, 18. So focus. The apostolic church taught the word of God to believers. The instruction enabled the members of the church to grow spiritual. We must learn the word, love the word, live the word, and share the word if we desire to grow. Amen. We've got to get into the word. There is everything is all about the word. If we were to look at Luke eight, the Lord taught calls, you know, the word was the seed. Amen. And so there's one passage of scripture says is the seed in the barn. Amen. You are the temple of God is the word there. Amen. So we want to make sure we grow in the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that Jesus is the word. If John one and one in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God, and the Word uh was made flesh, verse fourteen, and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John also tells us in first John five seven, he says, There's three that bear work in heaven the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Right? Amen. 1 John 5, 7. There's three that bear record in heaven. Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Right? Notice, the Word became flesh. Okay? Amen. So the Word, the Word, the Word. Jesus is the living Word. John seventeen seventeen. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy Word is truth. Amen. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. John fourteen six. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Amen. I am the way, the truth, and I am the life. So you can see that Jesus is the word. And so we need to grow in Christ. We need to know more about him. This is what Peter is saying. But grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We've got to have the knowledge of Christ. Amen. The, the Solomon tells us in Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So we got to have knowledge. We go to school to get all kinds of degrees and everything else. And so we need to get deeper in the Word of God and study the Word of God so that we can hide the Word of God in our hearts so that we don't sin against God so that we will be the light of the world a lost and dying world that God has desired. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.16 17 he says all scripture is, uh, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof for correction and instructions in righteousness that the man of God should be perfect, thoroughly furnished for every good work. So the, all the scriptures, all the word of God is profitable for you. It is designed to help you to grow and have wisdom and knowledge. It builds your character. So you should have the word of God. You should get excited. You should study the word of God. Amen. As David says in Psalms 19:7, the law of the Lord is perfect. It converts the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure. Making wise the simple, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoice in the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure enlightening the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired or day than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey. Then the honeycomb more by them are your servants. Worn and keeping them them is a great reward. So the word of God, amen, is essential to our spiritual growth. Amen. If you if you want to be a Christian, you've got to study the word of God. This is why James would later write in his epistle in James 1. He'd tell us to lay aside, what? All filthiness and superfluity with naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is what? Able to save your soul. Amen. And he says, don't be just a hearer of the word, but you need to become a doer of God's word. And this is where a lot of people fall short. We don't do what we read. We don't do what the word of God tells us. Remember what the Lord told Joshua in chapter 1? And when Joshua took the leadership rings, he says, be strong and be of good courage. And don't ever let the word of this book depart out of your mouth. He says, so doing you will be what? Strong, uh, prosper, and you will have good success. Say, God has our best interest. So we've got to get into the word of God. Amen. Because he wants us to, to, to do good. He don't want us to fail. He wants as the that come on and and be there that's why hebrews 12:1 says wherefore seeing we are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sins which that so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race That is set before us, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy endure the cross, despising the shame, is set down at the right hand of God. Amen. Consider him. We got to consider Christ. If there be any consolation of the Spirit, if there be any consolations of love, if there be any bonds of love and all these things, we got to grow. We got to let this mind be in us, which was also. In Christ Jesus. We need wisdom. You've got to have wisdom. As Solomon. The book of Proverbs. You know. If I can encourage you. When you open your Bible. Every day. Read the book of Proverbs. The day was the ninth. If you'd have read the ninth chapter today. You'd have heard things like. You know. Give instructions to a wise man. And he'll be yet wiser. Teach a just man. And he'll increase in learning. Instructions. Amen. You ever buy an appliance. What's in there? Instructions. See, you know you've got to read the instructions. That's what the Bible is—is is basic instructions before leaving the earth. So you got to follow the instructions. It's not the manufacturer's fault if you don't put it together right. They said we gave you the instructions. Now if you wind up with too many screws <laughs> left over, that means you didn't put something together right. Now granted, they will give you a couple of extra just in case. But, but usually is what you need is in the packet with the instructions. So if, if you don't do it right, you know, I called the company to tell the girl my coffee party quit working. The first thing she asked me, she says, did you clean it? <laughs> said, yeah, I followed the instructions like I was supposed to, you know, and stuff. Because I knew that's where she was going to go, you know, that you were supposed to clean it, you know, and stuff. So, but we got to follow the instructions, Say, The word of God gives us wisdom, Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and with all thy getting get an understanding it'll keep you say Jesus Christ Paul tell the church at Corinth 1 Corinthians 1 12, 24 he said Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God and the power of God amen if we got that power in us if we got to say Christ is in us if we say the word is in us if we say truth is in us then we got to have wisdom in us amen and we should be growing Amen. We should have within us obedience. You know, because this is part of God's character. This is part of God's, uh, understanding and stuff. Amen. Romans 16, 19, Paul says, for your obedience has come abroad to everyone. People should be able to see the obedience in us, that we are right. We're doing what is right. There should be righteousness in us. There should be discipleship in us. We should be discipling. Uh, ourselves and disciple and others by the, the Word of God. We study the Word of God. Amen. So we need to grow in the things of Almighty God because that's what the Word desires for us to do. Amen. If we do not know what to do when we have situations and circumstances and uh, how to deal with problems in life, then we may not be growing the way we should in God's word because God's word has the instructions how to deal with situations and circumstance within it. When you read the word of God, you will find that there's a whole lot of stories in the word of God, you know. And a lot of people will question well, you know, if God is, you know, loving, why does he do this, and why did he let that happen, and, you know, all these things. Well, those stories are there for our learning. <laughs> They're there to teach us, you know, I learned things by seeing what somebody else went through, you know, and what transpired. That's how you get wisdom. That's how you get knowledge and understanding is the word of God is there to to show you right from wrong, to build your character, to build you morally, so that you will be strong, say and so you have to realize that you know if, if people says why did God let you know they have so many wives in the Bible? Well, you know he didn't from the beginning, it was not so, you know, ask some of those guys that had all those wives, what happened. <laughs> that has a lot of issues. See? From the beginning, Jesus says, it was another one. See? And so that's what we need to realize. we got to get to the Word of God and stay with the Word of God. Don't be drawn away with our own own lust. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 24.10, if I faint in a day of adversity, my strength is small. See? In other words, you know, I'm not growing. Say, adversity, anxiety, despondency, all those things that try to knock the wind out of myself. You know, if I got the word in me, if I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, and I got on the whole arm of God, it shouldn't knock me down. You know, that's why Micah says, rejoice not against me, O my enemies. When I fall, I'm going to get up. You know, if I sit in darkness, the Lord is going to be a light around about me. See? It's power in the word. Hebrews 4.12 says what? The word of God is quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. piercing even to the divide is of under, soul and spirit, and joint and mire, and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of your heart. So it's quick. So when you're going through things, if the word is there, you know what it does? The word immediately pops up and says, boom, do this. Praise me. You know, keep your focus on Christ. Keep your focus on him. You know, he gives you directions. He gives you things to do, to say, and he helps you. The Holy Ghost kicks in to help you to stay strong and steadfast and unmovable. Amen. When things comes against you, when you get those unpleasant situations in your life, that's why David knew where to go. First thing David said to the priests is, "Bring me to, bring me to Ephod." You know, and he went to the Lord in prayer. He encouraged himself in the Lord, and that's the key to all of us. You know, when the Word is in us, we'll have the Word to pick us up, to encourage us, to strengthen us. Because Scripture is "What He's given us a garment of praise for the spirits of heaviness, that we might be called trees of righteousness, the planet of the Lord, that He might be glorified." Say. We know what we ought to do. I think the scripture says the children of Iskar knew what Israel ought to do. You know, when they was going through stuff, they knew what they ought to do. Well, we should know what we ought to do. And that comes from studying God's word. Paul says in 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show yourself approved unto God, workmen that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. In 1st Timothy four twelve, 12, he tells him, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believer in word, in conversation, in purity, and godliness, and patience, and charity until I come. Give attendance to reading, to exhortation to doctrine, you know, continuing these things. If for so doing, you will save yourself, and everyone else that hears it from you. So we've got to, we've got to get into the Word of God. We've got to study the Word of God so that we can grow. So let's look at some reasons why we should hide the Word of God in our hearts. Colossians 3.16. Colossians 3.16. Colossians 3.16. The Bible says, Questions right behind Philippi. Philippians chapter 3 verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. What comes to your mind when you think of richly? If I'm rich, what does that mean? I got plenty, don't I? I'm overflowing. If I'm rich. You know? So notice what it says. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richer. Let it overflow. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the word of God. Amen. Let the word of God be in you. Get it deep in there. Amen. Notice. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly with all wisdom. Get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get it, understand it. Amen. Know what you're doing while you're doing it. That's what the word does. It opens your understanding. It helps you to understand what God is trying to show you. It helps you how to grow your life, how to develop your family, how to be strong and prosper in every way. And wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. The unmerited love. Singing. Notice. Admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, edifying, building up. Do you know, I, you know, down south, I, I learned at a young boy that a lot of the slaves got through a lot of their stuff and their hardships because they would sing in the field all the day long. Through the hot sun and everything that they would just sing and praise God while they had to work the fields. When they had to go through a lot of stuff, they just kept singing and praising God. Uh, we got to hide this word in our heart. See? Richly. Let it be there. Let it be strong in you. Amen. Singing to yourselves. Get a favorite song. You know? So that when you're going through things, it edifies you and builds you up. You know? Song seems to break chains. If you remember when Saul was going through a lot of the things he were going through in his life, he wanted someone to come and soothe them. So what does David come and plays his harp, you know? But think about all the psalms that David wrote. So I'm sure he was probably singing some of those psalms as well to soothe him. You know, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord. I'm sure. When you sing the Psalms, do you know what you're doing? You're hiding in the word in your heart. You know, my, my daughter-in-law taught our son when they was in Bible quizzes for the state of Illinois. He was the junior quiz of the year for the state of Illinois. And she taught him the scriptures for Bible quizzes by putting music to it. And so they let Bryant, every time he'd buzz in, they let him sing the scripture. You know, they, they get, let him sing the scripture as he, as quoting it, you know, and that's what they did. And as a result, he was the junior Bible quizzer of the year, you know, because he was singing the word of God. He's hiding the word of God in his heart through song. And so that's what we do when we sing the songs unto thee, O oh Lord, do I lift up my soul. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. You, you put, oh my God, I trust in thee. You know, that's, that's the Psalms. You're singing it. You know, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in thee, Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. Psalms 34. You know? So, you see how it goes? So just put music to it and you will remember it. Say? That's, that's you know, when you look at his all in him, all that is, is scripture. (laughs) The mighty God is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Is he? You're just putting the word in you. So we need to have the word dwelling in us richly, Paul says. Amen. Hide another scripture. Hide another word in you. Amen. Psalms 119, verse 11. So that we will not sin against God. David says here, the psalmist says, he says, By word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Because, see, the word quickens you to show you. It opens your eyes so that you can see right from wrong. That way, you, as the word is there, it will prevent you from doing what is wrong. You can override it, but it would be better if you do what it says so that you don't say, is what he he's trying to get us to see here. So we need to have it in us because sin is rampant. And see, if we have overcome sin by being repentant and being born again, then we should walk in newness of life. That's why Romans 6, if you go to Romans 6 real quick here, Paul writing to the church of Romans 6, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us who was baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so we also should walk in newness of life, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we should also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is free, From sin. Now, we be dead with Christ. We believe that we should also live with Him, knowing that sin, being that Christ being raised from the dead, dieth no more; death hath no more dominion over Him. For in that He died, He died unto sin once; but in that He liveth, He liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God. Through Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So we are risen. We're dead to sin. See? So the word helps us to do right, to stay away from wrong. See? When Jesus talked about the soil going through the sow the seed and the word fell among thorns, we saw a few weeks ago what? The three things that he says worldliness, deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things. See? So, it, it, that's what chokes the word. So, see, we have to make sure that we stay away from those things so it doesn't choke the word out of us. So, if we hide the word in our heart, then we won't sin against God. That's the overall purpose. Is we don't want to sin against God because we know that sin can't enter there. We're dead. Okay? If we get into mindset we're dead, then we won't sin. See? See? We're risen to walk in newness of life. If we get in the mindset of listening before we speak, if we get in the mindset of thinking before we do, we can prevent some of the things we do wrong. See? A lot of times we react instead of thinking before we react. See, we say things before we think about what we're going to say. Most of us do what? We listen to answer, not to hear. Say. So we have to realize we want to get the Word of God deep down in you. Say. Because God is the Word. And God doesn't sin. Hello? Tough lingo on it. And John says in his epistle, he ate, it says, him, don't, don't sin. Say, because we are to be in righteousness, because we are serving a righteous God. Everything that Christ is in us should be reflected, because the Word is in us, okay? In the beginning was the Word. Jesus is the Word. The Spirit is the Word, and the Word is in you. So if the word is in you, then you got to be the word. You can't be the devil and the word at the same time. You cannot be filled with Jesus and have a devil too. Okay, if you if you read some of that stuff that people are teaching, don't get carried away with that false doctrine. You cannot have Jesus and the devil at the same time. All right, don't believe that foolishness. Either you are His or you're not. And this is manifest the children of God and the children of the devil. See? So you need to realize whose you are. How can I have a devil and say I belong to Christ? That don't work. The word should be in me. Because he's in me. See? I'm his, Romans 8 and 9, right? any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. So you want the word so you don't sin against God. Deuteronomy 8 and 3. Deuteronomy 8 and 3. Moses speaking to the children of Israel here. I saw reverse one real quick here. All the commandments which I command you this day shall you observe to do. That you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee. And to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou would keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth Of God that man live it. So every word of God is how we must live. See? And this is why we need the word in us. Because it teaches me how to live. Right? I'm I'm not just existing. I'm living. Jesus says in John 10.10, The thief come not but what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. But why did he come? I am come that they may have life and that more abundantly. Say, so I should be alive. Amen. Alive, alive, alive forevermore. My Jesus is alive, alive forevermore. So Moses says that man does not live a bread alone, but have every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. When Jesus was tempted by Satan, the first thing Satan says to him is what? If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be turned what? To bread. To bread. And what did Jesus say? It is written. Say, He says, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Say, Notice. He went right back to the word of God. So when the enemy comes in like a flood The spirit will lift up a standard See the word of God Is your protector It's your device to protect you The word is quick Notice Satan tempts him Jesus going boom There's the word Satan says something else Jesus boom again the word of God And then Satan says oh I know the word too You know He says what You know can jump off, cause it's written. He should give his angels charge every day. Right? Most people would say, yeah, I guess so, jump off. Jesus come back and says, it's written. <laughs> you should not tempt the Lord your God. You know? So, you know, you, you wanna play that game? I got it too, you know? So, you have to realize the word, notice, it's, it's there. See? So you need to know Within yourself so that the word is there so that when you have to make those tough choices and tough decisions, you know, that four-letter four letter WWJD, <laughs> what would Jesus do? That's why you want the word inside of you so you would know what he would do. So you make right choices and right decisions. You will have the spirit of discernment within you. It is Bread. Job 23, notice what Job, when Job was going through his circumstances uh, uh, and his situations here. Job 23, Job says, neither have I gone back from the commandments of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. You know, his word is more important than what I eat. Amen. His word has got to be in me. I've esteemed, I've edified, I've built up, i exalted his word more than what I eat of my food. The word is more important to me. Amen. You remember when Jesus was was had finished talking to the woman at the well in, in John chapter four, and his disciples was gone into the town, right? The whole story is you start reading in John four. They've gone into the town to what? Buy meat, buy food. They come back, you know, and they said to Jesus, you know, rise and eat. He's, you know, and then they basically he says, "I'm not hungry." And they says to him, you know, has anybody gave him something to eat? What did Jesus says? I have meat you know not of. My meat is due to the will of him that sent me. Say, so if you read John 4, I saw a few puzzled faces. Go to John chapter 4 real quick. <laughs> Drop down to verse uh, 31. John four thirty one. And in the meanwhile his disciples prayed him, says, Master eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, have any man brought him aught to eat? Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months and then come the harvest, but I say unto thee, lift up your eyes and look on the harvest field, for they are white already to harvest. Amen. So notice the word is there. It's meat is bread. Amen. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do. Oh, everyone at first. Isaiah 55. Come you to the water. And he that hath no money come by wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which satisfy not? Amen. Notice what he says. You know, come on, eat and let your soul delight itself in fatness. See, you'll get fat. You look like me. <laughs> As long as you're eating the Word. Keep eating the Word. You'll get fatter. I promise you. Amen. <laughs> hey that's that's what you want to do. It's like honey out of the rock. It's like honey out of the honeycomb. It's sweet to the taste. You notice when you look at Jeremiah and, and they was told to eat the scroll. It was bitter going in. But then it hit his stomach and he said it was like sweetness and, and honey. Say. Sometimes when you start this, it's kinda, of it's tough to take some of it in. But after you get it in there, you gnaw on it a little bit and you let the stomach muscles gird it around a little bit and chew it up and break it up a little bit, then you begin to see how sweet and how good it really is. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. See, so this thing is food for the soul because the soul is what, the spirit of a man is what sustain him in his infirmities, the Bible says. See, so I need to, to feed myself on nourishments and the, the milk of the word, the pure milk of the word, amen, so that it help me to grow. And to be strong. I want my bones to be solid. Amen. Praise God. So we need to eat the word of God. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen. Thy word was found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Notice, it's rejoicing and joy to the heart. Amen. You got a hard heart? Sad heart? Eat some word. (laughs) Amen. Get into the word. It will give you that rejoicing that you need. You'll find yourself singing. I'm here to tell you you read enough of this stuff, you hide it in you. you can walk around quoting scriptures, you're gonna walk around excited with joy, edified, build up. people can be say, "What's wrong with you? I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Woo! down in my heart to stay and I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. Amen. See? Those little Sunday school songs you were singing? That's what they're trying to get us, Was getting to try to get us to see is to get Jesus inside of us. Get the Word inside of us. Amen. So Jeremiah says, thy Word was found. Man. Look what we found. Treasures. Treasures. There's treasures in this here of hills. I think when they was doing gold mine out in California, what did they say? There's gold in them, their hills. You know, there's gold in here. It's more to be desired than gold. You're in much fine gold sweeter than the honey in the honeycomb. Amen. Notice all the scriptures that deals with food in the Word of God. So, you know how many scriptures talk about eating? You know, because that's what God wants. He wants us to eat, take. You know, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. See, you are showing Christ in you every time you partake of this daily. See, it's a daily thing you should be doing because it's going to give you strength. It's going to give you rejoicing. It's going to give you joy, unspeakable and full Of glory. Amen. Psalms 119, 103. Did I do that too? How sweet are thy words to my taste? Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Amen. (laughs) Wow. See, it's there and I didn't even know it. (laughs) See, it just flows out. (laughs) Notice. How sweet are the words unto thy taste? Yea, sweet. Then honey to my mouth. You like honey? Bible says, "Have a little honey for what ails you." Right? It does. It does. This is, "Have a little honey for what ails you." Well, here it is. Have a little honey for what ails you. Whatever you're going through, have a little honey. Get in here. Just take any scripture. You know, just chew it. Just meditate on it. You know. As my wife says, she does a lot of Bible flipping, flopping, she calls it. She going through things. She just grabs her Bible and go, whoop, and she reads it. You know, whatever's there, she considered that's what God wanted her to have for the, that situation of that day. Yeah. It'll come around. You'll be surprised what God's Word will do for us. It's food for the soul. Amen. It's it's inspiring. God's word is inspiring. Amen. I put the wrong word there. I put it is inspired. But it is inspired. But it's inspiring too. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Right? So if it's from God, it's got to be good. This know also, Peter says, that no prophecy of the scriptures is a private interpretation, but a holy man of God spake, as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. See, so the Spirit of God, which is the Holy Ghost, told them what to write, what to say, and so that's what they put the pen, that's what they put the paper, and so therefore we can eat it. Amen. It is commanded of God, Deuteronomy six, six, Deuteronomy. Chapter 6, verse 6. He, o Israel, Lord our God, is two gods Lord. on Lord. Okay. All right. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them. In other words, get them in your mind, get them in, get them in the psyche, get them right in the center of your life. Everything. Hide the word in you. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shall talk of them when you sit in the house, when you walk by the way. And you lying down in the bed at night. Get up in the morning. Amen. You bind them as frontlets before your eyes. Right on your finger. Put them on your doorpost. Amen. Notice. You're just sitting in your house. Talk about God. you out in the boat. You know, talk about the Lord. Go to bed at night. Talk about what God did. Do morning devotions together. Do your devotions. You know, share with one another the Word of God. Share it with your children. Send them off with the Word of God in their heart. Tell them how much God really loves them and cares for them. Don't let the Word leave you. Study the Word. You get a break, study the Word. Hold to the Word. You know, do it. Get it in you. That's what God wants. See? It'll keep you. It will be right with you all day long. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. Amen. So he, he commands us. Chapter 11 verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 18. Therefore shall you lay up my words in your heart and in your soul. And bind them for signs upon your hand, that they may be as frontless between the, your eyes. And ye shall teach them your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. And thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thine house and upon the gates, that your days may be multiplied, and the days of your children And the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven upon the earth. Amen. Notice. Amen. How the word gives us encouragement about the importance of putting the word in you. Amen. Teach it. Teach it. Talk about it. Amen. Don't let a day go by without being in the word. Read the word of God. Read your Bible through each year. Amen. Encourage yourself in the Lord. It'll motivate you. Amen. You'll be so excited at the end of the year to know that you accomplished an accomplishment. Because you know what? It's not going to return void. It's going to accomplish what God sent it to do. Sometimes when you're reading your Bible through, sometimes you get stalemate and you read a chapter and you say, I didn't get nothing out of that. You know? But then all of a sudden, you get up about four or five chapters later, then all of a sudden it's like, boom. Hey, yeah, I just read that a few pages ago. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it cut, the light bulb comes back on, see. So it's commanded and it is inspired. Amen. It furnishes light. Psalms 19 verse 8. Psalms 19 verse 8. The commandments of the Lord are, is pure, and lighten the eyes. You know, when you look at Isaiah 6, what did Isaiah say? In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Amen. Above it stood the serpents, each having six. Notice how his eyes, all of a sudden, his eyes is open. You yeah. know, see, when you get into the word of God, it opens your eyes. That's why Paul says, if this gospel is hid, 2 Corinthians 3 and 4, 4, 4, 3, 4, 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. He says, if this gospel is hid, is hid to them who is lost, and whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel Of Christ, who is the image of God, should show unto them. Shine unto you. See? That's why the devil wants you not to read this. See? He knows as soon as you read this, lights are coming on. Because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was void and dark. And God says, Let there be light. Boom! And immediately, the light bulb came on. There was light in the house. See? And so, when your eyes are open, you can see, like the puppies. Yeah? <laughs> your eyes get open, and you begin to see what God is trying to show you. And you're not going to sit in darkness. That's why the Psalms says in Psalms 139, verse I think it's 11. He says, "The light in the day, night in the day, is, is both alike to you." says that the darkness hided not, you know, yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day and the darkness is no like, a bow for light. Are both alike. See? So he opens our eyes, it furnishes us light. Amen. Psalms 139 verse 105. 119, thir- nine, one 105. Thy word is a, is a lamp unto my feet and is a light unto my path. Amen. It shines. It gives me instructions. It gives me directions. It allows me to be able to see. Amen. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 6. I think that's the next one, right? 23 Proverbs 6:23 For the commandment is a lamp and the law is light and reproof of instructions are the way of life and you go back to Second Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is proper for doctrine, reproof, and instructions. See, so the commandment is a lamp and the law is light and the reproof of instructions is the way of life. See, it opens our eyes. It gives us an understanding so we can see what you're doing. You can see who you really are through this. Amen. That's what James says. He that look into the perfect law of liberty and being not a forgetful hearer but a doer, his deeds are going to be blessed. See, this allows you to look just like you're looking in a looking glass, as the old folks say, a mirror. (laughs) And when you look in there, you know what you're going to see? You're going to see you. See, because God wants us to what? Be the image of him. And so he shows us who we are. And at the same time, he shows us how to be like him. See, that's why we repent so that we can become like him. You know, he took over him the form of a servant and being found in fashion of a man. What did he do? He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. See? So we have to allow this light to be in us. That's why John says in John 1.4, he says, In Him was life, and the life was the light. This is the message, 1 John 1.5, that we have heard of Him and declare to you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. Right. See? And so therefore... Amen. But the light is in us, then we should be shining. We should be bright. That's why you stand out as an apostolic. That's why the devil don't like you. (laughs) That's why people want to criticize and ridicule you because the way you dress, the way you look, the way you carry yourself in holiness and conducting your attitudes and actions, that the enemy don't like that. Because too much light is being revealed in a darkness. See? That's why people get persecuted. Because of the light. You're blinding me. (laughs) You know? See? And the enemy doesn't like that. But you are the light of the world, Jesus says. You are a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. He says, you don't buy a candle and put it on a bushel. He says you put it on the candlestick so that it gives light to everyone in the room. So when you walk in the room, your conduct, your actions, everything, because the word is in you, you don't have to say a thing. You don't have to walk around, I'm Pentecostal. You don't have to say none of that stuff. You're going to automatically shine when your morals are right, when your character is right you automatically stand out like a sore thumb in a dark world. See? This because you're putting the Word of God in you. We're becoming doers of the Word. That's why, you know, you dress the way you do. That's why you conduct yourself the way you do. Based on the Word of God. Not on some doctrine or some tenets or some organization or stuff like that. No, you do this and you're going to do... What's right? Plain and simple. Because he's the light. And he's in us. And if I'm in you, I'm going to come out. (laughs) Jesus says what goes in a man is what's coming out of a man. See? So if I put the word in me, you know what's coming out? the word is coming out. And everything that's associated with the word is coming out. If I put all this junk in me, you know what's coming out? Other the junk. See, so we have to realize that. Amen. So He's the light. Amen. I'm not going to get through this. Amen. So you guys do the next two. <laughs> Amen. It is the gospel of salvation. We know that. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. Acts four twelve. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given unto men whereby we must be saved. Amen, And that we may know what the perfect will of God is in your life. This is the will of God. Even our sanctification. Amen, Paul says. That you abstain from all appearance of evil. Amen. Fornication. All this stuff. Praise God. Because that is the perfect will of God for your life. That you pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks. Well, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, 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 for me, for me, for me.